Hello, and welcome to The Sand the Pit, the podcast that has another question. Suppose, hypothetically, you know, a guy had already lit his torch. I mean, it'd be cool if he could just keep it lit, huh? So that's um, Norm MacDonald in The Animal, his best film role, <laughs> probably. <laughs> that we've seen, yeah. That we've that's seen. it. So welcome to The Sand the Pit. I'm Luke. This is also Luke. And today we're going to be doing our Christmas special where we're going to be doing lots of things. Well, I would say that this episode is going to be a audio version of like a stocking it's gonna be full of all <laughs> sorts of little gifts nothing that's quite like a full gift but enough yeah, to keep nothing you excited meaty. yeah nothing too yeah. me just lots of little segments first of all we're gonna watch and talk about adam sandler's episode of norm mcdonald live and then we're gonna uh, do some presents and play a few games and then read some fan fiction that we've both written for each other <laughs> yes in the weirdest turn of events we've gone from last year like making silly quizzes and doing like uh what was it i think you did like a rob schneider quiz or something this time a year later we're writing erotic stories to read to each other on a podcast (laughs) so a few weeks ago i think it was our 50th episode wasn't it we Mm -hmm. decided to delve into uh, the Hotel Transylvania fan fiction community. And by gum, there was some uh, horrible garbage online about that. I, I found one about Dracula getting sucked off by the uh, the main guy. You found one where Frank is like an uncut gems and some cr- <laughs> some crab like steals his hands and he owes money to everyone and he blackmails yeah. the wolf because he says he's got pictures of him and his wolf wife kissing. Yeah, he was a gambling addict or something, wasn't he? And, and uh, do you remember I found that other one as well? I only read like an, a brief part of it, but um, it featured Dracula wanking off in the sink. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like this is a Christmas episode and like the name would make you think that, but like don't listen to this with your family because <laughs> it's going to be very oh, yeah. rude, very wrong. <laughs> Norm MacDonald Live is a podcast. It ran from 2013 to 2017. Have you ever watched any of this? I don't think so. I think the only bits I've seen are videos that you've told me to check out, but I never really, I didn't have like the full context of them and they're all quite specific and a bit odd, a bit of a weird sense of humor and whatever. So I don't know how I'm going to feel about that side of things, but I do think it's funny that we're now a podcast reviewing a podcast because like, do you remember when Gogglebox came out and all those people like, it's TV <laughs> about TV. Why would I watch people watching TV? <laughs> now people are going to be listening to a podcast about a podcast. It's crazy. That's true. It's not really going to be like a massive review because it's kind of impossible to review a podcast. I will say this is a video podcast, so you have to watch it. That helps. I think that makes it at least a little bit more interesting Um, for us. It used to be all free on YouTube, but Netflix, I think they bought Norm MacDonald and gave him a talk show, which is called... They bought him. Yeah, they bought him. (laughs) Norm MacDonald has a show and that went on Netflix. It's not very good. It's not as good as this. This is probably one of my favorite podcasts of all time. It's really, Mm -hmm. really funny. The Sound of the Pit second, is that right? (laughs) Definitely. That would have been, if this was on Spotify, this would have been probably my number one with us coming in number two. Yeah, I I really like this. I think it's really funny. I think it showcases what makes Norm MacDonald a good comedian and Mm -hmm. why people like him and why people find him funny. The way he delivers jokes on this is so funny and I really love it. And I think that's why I've always had a soft spot when we watch Dirty Work and when we watch fucking Deuce Bigelow films. I'm like, 
I like seeing him, even if he's not massively good in these films. And you do not like seeing him in these films at no, all. No, not particularly. I don't know. Maybe, hopefully this might change it or something. Who knows? I'm not going to be fucking horrible about him, though, am I? On a Christmas episode and all that stuff. <laughs> you know? <laughs> he's just died. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I just have, like, mixed feelings on him. I appreciate it, but I just didn't... Like, his sort of sense of humour just didn't really appeal to me. But I think um, the fact that this is obviously an episode with Adam Sandler should help. should be interesting, yeah. I think. I, I Again, yeah, I don't know how much we're going to talk about it and stuff, but it is just a bit of a left-field choice from us, I guess. Yeah. I've never seen this episode either. This is fresh for me, so it might not be that great. But I did watch parts of the uh, Nick Swardson one, and that was really good. I think you should watch that bit, mm. the bit where they talk about grown-ups. Is it on YouTube what, or something? I might I might check that out. None of them are on YouTube anymore. They're just talking about what it's like being on these Adam Sandler big-budget films and how stupid it all is. And it was kind of a fun interview. Cool. Well, yeah, I'm excited to watch that. It should uh, prepare us for when... I think you keep on saying in our intro, oh, yeah, we review every Adam Sandler appearance in film, TV shows. If we have to do, like, Adam Sandler's sixth episode on, like, Ellen DeGeneres, this should I was be gonna a say... warm-up for that. <laughs> But yeah, I'm looking forward to watching this podcast. I'm hoping that it makes me appreciate Norm Macdonald a bit more and whatever. It should be fun anyway. And uh, so after that, we're then going to have some Christmas gifts. That's going to be exciting because we've got each other some very fucked up stuff before. And we've only got more insane like <laughs> since then. <laughs> oh, God. At the time of recording, I still need to order your, your second one. But yeah, hopefully they'll both be here before Christmas. It's quite early, actually. It's only the 2nd of December. It's only December, so. yeah. It's only just started. Yeah. yeah, I've got you some really weird stuff. It's going to be interesting. I think there's something that is going to break down all the walls of what a podcast can be. It's going to be fucking... What are you shattering. doing? Because <laughs> you said you're making something. That's yeah. so weird. What are you it doing? It's so weird, yeah. Well, have you ever seen when someone, like, someone adopts a goat? for you as a present yeah. but it's just a village it's something along those lines i'm gonna name a star after you <laughs> no i'm not what are you doing what are you doing just wait I'm, and see me. Fe- I'm fearful i'm worried that i'm gonna buy you something boring and then you're gonna have bought me like something fucking insane well we'll see oh, you only if you feel bad you feel bad it's only your own fault work <laughs> harder next time <laughs> but yeah that's gonna be fun and then uh hotel transylvania fan fictions is gonna be grotty horrible interesting dangerous the adam sandler boyfriend simulator or whatever it was called we're gonna possibly play that hell yeah which should be interesting we're just we're gonna just do anything it's gonna be a bit of a yeah stocking full of fun yeah hold on to your asses this is gonna be a crazy christmas welcome to <laughs> what is it called the christmas pit 2 lost in new york <laughs> worst title ever <laughs> I don't know, there might be others, but I feel like we're one of the only film review podcasts that has an actual story arc. And the fact that it culminates in you being lost in New York is just incredible. <laughs> this has all just been a, a big piece of theatre. <laughs> yeah, we haven't even watched any of the films, we've just read about them. It's just research into the role. We're just reading a script. Someone so... sends it me every week, I just read it. That is so meta. Anyway, I think we should go and watch that podcast, go and order some Christmas presents, go and write some monster smut and think about what our strategy is going to be when we come back to play the Adam Sandler Boyfriend Simulator. (laughs) This is going to be a really sexy episode. I can feel it already. It's getting hot in here. (laughs) What a a perfect way to lead into a new year that is going to bring us a new Hotel Transylvania film. I can't wait. Grab your wrapping paper, grab your bloody uh, your bloody Santa costume because we're having a we're having a bloody Christmas ball in here. 
Yeah, I'll bring bring the Bailey's hot chocolates. <laughs> you are now listening to the Sandler Pit. Hey, Lenny, old son of a bee sting. It's geezer. And we are back. It's Christmas. The pit is snowed in. We're lost in New York. We've watched. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> exactly. We've watched Norm MacDonald Live, the episode with Adam Sandler, and we're here to talk about it. So, Luke, what is the plot of Norm MacDonald Live episode <laughs> with Adam Sandler? Season two, episode two, or whatever. The podcast is like a it's a video podcast. It opens with a little skit, then it has an interview. And then they tell jokes. That's pretty much every episode is is like that. This one, obviously, Adam Sandler's on it, and they just kind of talk for an hour. It's just an interview. I don't really know. There's not. There's no plot. There's nothing going on. What did you think of Norm Macdonald live? The Adam Sandler episode. Yeah, we've spoken before. We're coming at this from different angles. In that you were a big Norm Macdonald fan before the podcast. I'd never really paid much attention to Norm Macdonald, and then we've seen him in cameos where I've quite liked him. And then I didn't, I wasn't the biggest fan of Dirty Work, but I liked parts of it. I think I liked his comedy more than his acting. So I'd seen a couple of clips that you'd recommended of this podcast. I think a moth joke that he told on a chat show and a few (laughs) other things. And I wasn't like totally sold on it. And then I was watching this. And so, as you say, it starts with a skit. We've got Adam Sandler's coming onto the show and there's like a comedy sidekick because his name Adam Egret. Adam Egret. Um, he's like the owner or the manager of the comedy store which is a comedy venue in in america mm-hmm. and he's just like mates with norm mcdonald so he's not like a host or a comedian or anything he's not particularly but he's like the foil of of all his jokes really yeah and they said he's done some like improv stuff and whatever didn't mm-hmm. they and so it started with this skit they're talking about having adam sandler on and then there was this weird situation with like a wig to be norm mcdonald <laughs> went to be Don King, I think it was. And um, I don't know who that guy was, but I he's the guy who used the to do the Simpsons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he used to do boxing stuff. His catchphrase was only in America, wasn't it? I remember there was a game called Don King Boxing or something. But yeah, anyway, I was really worried because I was like, this is fucking horrendous when they were doing that skit. I thought it was so unfunny. And I was like, is this whole thing going to be like this? Are they like playing characters while doing the interview? You know, like comedy bang bang and like. Eric Andre, yeah. which I, I like those things, but because I was a bit unsure of Norm Macdonald as an actor, and obviously when he was doing that and he was like, stop spitting blood, that's not funny. And I was like, yeah, it's not funny. <laughs> but then when the ad, uh, actual interview kicked off, after a while I got really into it and I, I did like Norm Macdonald's sort of sense of humour. And I watched yeah. a second episode afterwards because I was that into it. I was <gasps> like, this is good. No way. I watched the Nick Swardson one, which was, I think the Nick Swardson one was maybe actually better because Adam Sandler... Yeah. I don't think he likes being interviewed. We can never get him no. on this podcast. He's well awkward. <laughs> <laughs> He's a bit uncomfortable with the interview thing. I was going to say, I love this podcast. I did like this episode and I like the reveals about some of the films that they've made and yeah. Norm MacDonald's kind of relationship with Adam Sandler. I really like. But yeah, he's not the better guest they've had. They've had a lot funnier mm. guests on there. And I think sometimes, I think there's this fame with Adam Sandler that kind of circulates him and he's a bit awkward about it. And because of that, I don't know, it, there wasn't like elements for really good jokes to kind of springboard from it. Yeah, I felt like there was even a chance he was kind of trying to like hide stuff, maybe. Mm. Not like <laughs> not like anything particularly like incriminating, but there was a point where they were talking about going overboard and they referred to it as Babes Ahoy and the unsinkable Shecky Moskowit, but they didn't. He didn't say anything about it being going overboard as if like doesn't want people to like look it up, which is understandable because we've yeah. seen it. 
there was also a part i don't know about you i, I loved it they mentioned uh, remote control they were yes. saying about the trivia <laughs> delinquent <laughs> i could not believe like because i've not watched this episode beforehand and we've just watched remote control i'm so glad we did it in this order i know what a payoff I- I went mad when they mentioned that and they mentioned, what's the guy called? Was it the trivia delinquent, did you say? Colin Colin Quinn. Oh, Colin the, Quinn, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and how he'd help both out and stuff and that they brought him out of a tattoo on his neck and a leather jacket. <laughs> everyone hated him except Colin <laughs> Quinn. Yeah, I really liked that. That was funny. But even then, he looked really uncomfortable talking about it, didn't he? It was strange. I mean, it's good, as you say, you do get to hear some things that they're talking about. But like, I think there was even a bit when one of them mentioned like critics not loving San as well. I think they said about Roger Ebert. And yeah. um, he just didn't look very happy about it in general, did he? He sort of looked down and he wasn't really reacting very much. It's a strange interview. I, I really liked it. I think my favourite parts were just the bits where they were talking about their experience working on films together. Mm-hmm. And that thing I mentioned to you, which is in the Nick Swardson one, about grown-ups, how they do, <laughs> he realised that he's just at the beginning and end of every scene yeah. and that he was really easy to cut out. <laughs> the stories that he was saying about things about Alan Covert, he was there. Yeah, I know. You notice that? He was just in the background. He's yeah. obviously like, he's like a chaperone. <laughs> I've got a note that says Covert's in the audience, but he's on the phone. Like, he wasn't even paying attention. He was like texting someone, probably tweeting some far-right <laughs> nonsense. <laughs> that was weird there was an anecdote about how he was supposed to be the best friend in was it billy madison but they couldn't cast yeah. him because he has dead eyes that really got me <laughs> dead eye covert i wonder how he got that <laughs> that was really funny and then uh, and, uh, adam sandler did a good sandy wernick impression didn't he and he was like well he has dead eyes <laughs> <laughs> yeah as soon as he said that i was like oh my god he's doing sandy wernick it's, yeah, Sandy Wexler. It was, it was nice. But then he, he also was talking about how he tries to cast his family and friends and they mentioned Peter Dante quickly. But then the little story about his mum in uh, oh, yeah. in Blended being really bad <laughs> and Adam Sandler like yelling at her. <laughs> yeah, really I do like that. Yeah, it was good just to hear that sort of stuff, wasn't it? it is, I guess it is quite rare that you see Adam Sandler in like a setting like this. And the good thing was you did see his walls go down a little bit because he was mm. with his friend. Yeah. He, normie boy as he kept calling him oh, i thought that was really nice he's always like talking about people giving him all nicknames and stuff and i was like oh yeah. it's quite nice his walls did go down and them just talking about stuff they remember from the past most of it i was like i don't even know who that person is they're talking about mm-hmm. but i just like the vibe and a lot of the episodes are like that they're usually like his mates from the past some of my favorites are the ones where the guest is kind of like a comedian from the 90s who's not really been in anything anymore like they mentioned i think at the start of it fred stoller right you know who he is no i don't think so he's in like will and grace and he's in like friends is this comedian he was just in loads of sitcoms and stuff and they make this massive joke a little bit like they do about the uh, rod king thing about they were meant to have this really good guest come on to plug a book and then he dropped out the last minute so they had to get Fred Stoller on and Norma Doll's just like oh god I can't believe I've got you on <laughs> instead I think the jokes work really well when he's been horrible to someone else as well but yeah. when it's him being re- nice to someone it's not a little quite bit the less. same yeah, yeah I really liked in the Nick Swardson one when they were doing the preamble in that it was so much better because it wasn't like a sketch it was 
they just watched back some like previous moments from the series. But then um, there was like a thing about Kevin Nealon being on his sidekick. Adam was like, oh, yeah, Nealon's so funny. There's no one funnier than him. And then he was like, well, what about Nick, Nick Swardson <laughs> or something like that? <laughs> and I swear, I don't know for certain if I was just missing it, but it sounded like Norm Macdonald kept calling him Schwarzman, you know, like German pronunciation <laughs> instead of Swardson. <laughs> he's good. honestly so funny and yeah there's some of the sketches are a little bit better this one wasn't that good but they do one where they make jokes throughout the whole series that the way that he met adam eager was that he was giving hand jobs for ten dollars a man <laughs> whatever <laughs> under a bridge and then they then comes into that they found a check in his wardrobe for ten dollars or something, <laughs> and just like stuff like that is some of the episodes are a lot better. I'd recommend watching the uh, Stephen Merchant one as well. Oh yeah, that because sounds good. He brings up really heavy topics to Stephen Merchant, and Stephen Merchant like reacts to them and talks about them. But then he's like, "Oh, I really shouldn't have said that." <laughs> he spends the whole thing really scared he's gonna get cancelled. <laughs> it's really funny, and Norm Macdonald's just relentless in just keeping and bringing in like topics about politics and global affairs and yeah. all sorts of stuff. Stephen Merchant's just so stressed out. It's really funny. God, yeah, I like the bit when they read jokes at the end, and he always gives mm. the really horrible ones to. <laughs> the sidekick guy or like getting him to ask the question he, he did it to quite a few people didn't he like where'd you get your ideas so a lot of, of him saying that. so funny really and good. i like i liked how visibly stressed out he was about talking to adam sandler like he, was, he sounded like me he was tripping over all his words and yeah. he's sweating and like really <laughs> nervous yeah, you'd have thought Adam that, Sandler would have lent him his sweatband. Yeah, that sweatband was so funny. <laughs> that whole outfit was funny. But the whole thing as well, usually the guest is really horrible to Adam Eager. I think they mentioned Super Dave Osborne, who's like a Canadian comedian, a bit of an older comedian. He's in the first episode. And Adam Eager says that, where do you get your ideas from? And he just stares at him Yeah, they showed, say anything. They showed the clip on the Nick Swardson episode. I think oh, yeah. that guy's a character, isn't he, Super Dave? It wasn't, he's not not like a real person no i think he's in curb your enthusiasm and he had this tv show in canada where he plays like a stunt man who keeps getting like horribly injured and yeah. i watched them after this appearance and they are still really funny he sadly passed away as well but mm. yeah his episode's really good as well yeah i will definitely be tempted to look at some more of them or like or go back to those clips you sent me in the first place because now with a bit of context it's a bit different i think he has think got one... a strange sense of humor for sure like uh this is what i sort of thought at first it's like he's in on a joke that no one else is in on sometimes yeah i think but that's why that i like funny. it there's this weird atmosphere around it the way he delivers jokes and i love the fact that the crew are just laughing as they're recording he's just saying really like weird in jokes that no one else could deliver them and they'd mm -hmm. be funny but because he's saying them in that weird cadence and it just really works and i think this is the best showcase of his comedy like yeah. by far yeah this i prefer this a lot to dirty work i think i like it that sometimes someone will say something and you sort of see a twinkle in his eye don't you you can kind of yeah. see the gears working behind his head <laughs> like in his brain yeah i love that but yeah i'm just looking at my notes now just seeing i love the little stories they came out with about like ronnie dangerfield and mm. all these old time comedians that they grew up on that 
they like kind of met in the 90s who aren't with us anymore and it was quite sweet i thought it was just kind yeah. of nostalgic and nice well it was going to be nostalgic wasn't it you put adam sandler in something there's going to be nostalgia <laughs> there <laughs> i liked all the stuff about billy madison i think they were saying that wasn't norm Macdonald like really drunk when they were filming it he was like asleep <laughs> and stuff and they had to throw ice on him or something <laughs> did you uh did you notice that he did a sandler pitch in the episode oh it was yeah almost he like you'd come up with yeah it was uh, quite a good session. one wasn't it yeah, session 66. I was like, that's really good, actually. I would watch it. I loved it. it. What was it? It was um, that he goes to a, a therapist and tells him that he's killed someone. Is yeah, that and the therapist kind of goes mad, like <laughs> trying to work out what happened. And he's, he's saying he's been forgiven by God himself. Just weird like line delivery and weird jokes are just so funny. Yeah, it was um, good. I was um, really worried when it started off that it was going to be very heavy on like sports chat because they're both clearly very into sport. I think the first yeah. like four minutes or so was about like basketball or something. I don't know, some sort of sport. Racquetball? I don't know. I was like <laughs> a bit lost. I think, I think there's an episode like that. I, f- I can't remember which one off the top of my head, but there's one which is part of it is like unlistenable because they're just talking about basketball scores and basketball stars from the past. And I'm like, what is all this? Yeah, I wouldn't have a clue. Um, did you like the war on terror joke? If we want to combat the war on terror, we have to start with this nation's haunted houses. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did like that. But yeah, I really like this. I like most of the episodes of this show and I like that kind of nostalgic edge to it as well, where it's obviously like two old co-workers who are just kind of getting together and talking about the past. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, I'd recommend people watch it. I don't think we should spend too much time on it, to be honest, because we're just going to be rehashing stories and they're better when they tell them, obviously. But yeah, I was pleasantly surprised considering I hadn't been massively gripped by the Norm MacDonald stuff we'd seen before. I don't know how close I am to the whole greatest comedian ever that ever lived or whatever that you said, but... um, He's good. <laughs> He's all right. Yay. <laughs> right. This is a Christmas miracle. You've a all heard it here, folks. <laughs> Luke Terry finally has liked something with Norm MacDonald in. It was oh. mad. I woke up this morning after I watched it in my dream last night and um, I opened the window. There was a boy cycling past and I said to him, <laughs> kid, what episode am I recording today? And he said, uh, the Norm MacDonald episode. And I said, oh, okay. <laughs> that was how I started my day. <laughs> That is lovely. Were you surprised at how important Robert Smigel was in all of their stories? I was surprised, and I did write that down as well. Like, he seems like he wrote, helped write a lot of their skits and sketches. Yeah, right uh, from the I Saturday like- Night Live days. I've got you know the what? note saying that he sounds important. He wasn't just Triumph the dog. <laughs> <laughs> Huge kudos, though, to Adam Sandler. Like, literally everything that Norm MacDonald said, oh, that was great that you came up with that. He's like, no, 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 I didn't come up with that. Someone else helped me. And he name drops them. And he's always aware of who's helped him to where he mm-hmm. is, which I think was quite nice. And like the Hanukkah song, they said they all wrote it, like all the SNL people. But it was before the internet, so they were having to like ask their assistants to research <laughs> Yeah, they were saying Jewish people would or not. go off for like a whole day and come back like no he's not Jewish (laughs) that was so funny (laughs) so uh is this gonna go I'm not gonna do any big thing but is this gonna go into the pit of the castle for you I think castle yeah it was an enjoyable hour and we've had I, I keep on saying it I think I said it in the last too that it's been a weird time where we didn't have Adam Sandler for a while and then this was a bare bones Adam Sandler it was nice to watch and yeah I liked I liked most of the humor and it was quite breezy and I'll definitely be tempted to watch more of them I'm guessing that uh, it's probably the same for you unless it's going to be a shock reveal (laughs) (laughs) no this is uh, definitely Castle for me one of my favorite podcasts of all time one of the best comedians of all time 
in the kind of perfect arena for him to deliver jokes in that format, I think really works. And I loved this interview, like learning more about Adam Sandler. Yeah, he's a bit kind of closed off, but some of the reveals about behind the scenes of these films that we've watched and talked about was uh, really good. And a mention of remote control filled my heart with joy. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I I think that you're right about it being his perfect arena to like show his his sense of humor and whatever i can't remember if it's in the adam sandler one or the nick swardson one that he said about when he goes and performs live he just like throws things out to the audience and he makes jokes about whatever topics they come up with so like improv and stuff seems to suit him better rather than trying to act or do sketches and stuff so that's quite yeah it's pretty good isn't it yeah i agree like his acting dirty work i do like i like the joke writing yeah. Did you notice the uh, opening skit was the exact joke from Dirty Work, but done a little bit worse? The you know, like, bit when they someone... go into the house with the chickens or whatever it was. Was it chickens? Yeah, where they're holding the fish. Yeah, and fish, then that's it. You could just say, oh my God, you've got a gun. Ah! Yeah. Just in the background, this really violent thing happening. They do that in this, but not as well. But mm. I read as well, actually. Do you remember there was the whole thing with the tape recorder in Dirty Work? Do you remember mm. he was always recording things on the tape? Apparently that was something he used to do on Saturday Night Live as well. He used to like do asides on a tape. So we've probably watched those in the wrong order, but because um, <laughs> we would have maybe got the joke that way around. But you live and learn. But yeah, I would definitely recommend watching this and the, the Nick Swardson one. I think the Nick Swardson one might shed a bit more light on things maybe yeah what a disgusting little man he is that he had a story where he was like getting sucked off by a hooker as he puts it and his friend was also doing it at the same time oh, God. <laughs> hear that story and he said like he was like oh i looked in the corner and there was a dwarf there like waving at me or something like that i was like what the <laughs> fuck is this <laughs> Sounds like an episode of Twin Peaks. You need to, yeah, that one I think is way funnier. I like the Kevin Nealon one as well. The Mm. Kevin Nealon one's surprisingly good. But yeah, very good stuff. There's nothing worse than in a podcast when they have adverts. Yeah, I agree. Strong is the brand new single from Joe Tyrone, produced by Mike Shinoda of Linkin Park, streaming everywhere now. I'm not always gonna be as strong So before we go into our next segment, I'm going to break mm. this up because I've done something. It's a bit weird. What have you done? What have you this done? is a, it's kind of a gift. So basically, yeah, um, what I've done is, you know, me and Joe Tarone, when we get together, we um, end up writing these stupid songs. We don't post oh, them anywhere. Gosh. This is our first one we're going to post somewhere. We've made one. So... <laughs> In this... <laughs> yes! This is love- when you kept on saying you wanted him to do dog police or you wanted him to do won't back down and all this stuff. We were too busy doing this. So this the idea for this is that we made like it's like a spec for a musical, an Adam Sandler musical, but if Randy Newman wrote it and this is like his demo for it. So I don't know how to explain it. It's bad. Is <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, like, I've listened to a few of these episodes recently. We talk about Randy Newman all the time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's why I thought this was it coming full circle. And it sounds a little bit like a song that would get played in, like, Grown Ups. You know, like, Boys Are Back in Town and all these sort of, like, Cheap Trick and all those sort of bands always get played. So we made it sound a bit like that. I was going to give you a Sandler scale to do, but I've made it into like a, a lyric video, like a karaoke video. I've just sent it to your email. So if you want to check it out, it's four and a half minutes long. <laughs> but, I think you should play the full song. In I was in thinking that. All right. We're going to play the full song. And if you don't want to hear this, skip forward like five minutes or so. <laughs> I can't I believe you've made a musical. All right. Come on. Okay. I'm listening. Yo, Yo Danny, Danny, go and press, press six on that dead duke box. box. 
This song's for all my friends out there. You know who you are, all the ones that I remember one summer we were all monsters, and my wife died in a terrible fire. Spade was invisible, no one could see him. Steve was a wolf, and CeeLo was there. <laughs> Listening to old school rock on my Sony speakers. Man, I love wearing my Nike sneakers. <laughs> Let's eat KFC or Popeye's chicken. If it don't got me, then boy, it ain't worth eating. I'm goofing around with my lifelong friends. I might be overweight, but my life is insane. <laughs> I'm praying that the summer never ends. And my kids never get to have the good times that I Careful's always jumping in the pool. Chris Rock loves cooking and that schnod is a fool. Fuck. Oh. Oh. Yo, guess who? It's Vanilla Ice. Sounds my voice, so I turned up price. Word to your lover, your brother and your lover. Do you like raps? Well, here's another. Chillin' with the boys is always fun. I had a better childhood than my son. I got the rhymes that you need. Wise guy, I can't breathe. Whoa, hey there, big guys, that you kill O'Neal. I might ask nicely if I can get it, it's real. Wednesday wings this time. <laughs> Boy, I got to throw up. I can't live in the past. I'm gonna throw up. Time, it just goes so fast. I tried to rewind <laughs> And life passed me by Ice, ice, baby And then I lost my life <laughs> And now I get to spend my funeral with my lifelong friends I died overweight and now my wife is my ex <laughs> I guess it every summer has to come to an end And my kids never get to see the cool things that I did Now I'm gonna live forever in hell I guess it's pretty clear I didn't treat my family very well Man, I'd love to see my little kitties again Oh, please, Christopher Walker, can you give me 
was foolish. I didn't want to fight. I'm nothing but a grown up. I don't want to die. I'm swimming in my memories. But it's turning into sick. I felt like I was drowning. And then suddenly it clicked. Where am I? I was just watching you sleep. You look like you're having a crazy dream. <laughs> what? Oh my good god. <laughs> right, in a year in a year where you got <laughs> married, this is the best thing you've done this year. <laughs> oh, it's so weird, isn't I it? You know what's weird about it is that it's quite good. <laughs> <laughs> like, is he gonna release that as a like a single? Yeah, he's doing it as a charity single for donkeys. Oh, no, he's not. As if he's going to release it as a single. It's, it's got stuff in it that would copy. Why? It's, I think uh, if he tries to make any money off it, it'd get done for copyright, probably. Why? What bits in it are copyright except for the end? We've put in all samples from Vanilla Ice, Ice Ice Baby, where he's like he's saying like bacon and stuff. Um, I did notice that. I really like the uh, line, you're not a bully if you just bully them once. Or <laughs> 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 you're nice to them once. <laughs> it really got me. I kind oh, of wish really that good. I'd um I wish that I'd documented us making it because it was so stupid. I called Joe on Zoom one night and he literally wrote the whole like the music for the whole thing. And I was like writing these lyrics and sending them to him, like that stupid chorus about goofing around with his lifelong friends. Like yeah. none of it makes any sense, really, does it? And um, your singing's all right. Well, it's not, it's I've been right. getting lessons. Was... <laughs> Who did the Dante in Lofran impression? Joe was uh, the one that says about Wednesday wings. Did you like that line? I thought that was very, uh, that was very good. Sandler line. And then <laughs> I can't remember what the other one, being burnt to a chip, was it? I, I, I don't know, just the impressions were the really good. Um, do, you like, do you like that line? I, I thought that was pretty good, was like being burnt to a, a chip, because it's like an <laughs> English person making an American joke, like crisp and chip. <laughs> it makes no sense. <laughs> I really like that. I, I genuinely think Joe needs to release that as his follow-up to Strong. Yeah, uh, do you think? We'll film a music video of him singing it in a forest. If he just redid the bits that he stole. But they're samples. You can sample songs in songs. Yeah, but you need permission. You'd have to go to do the you? estate of Adam Sandler. <laughs> what a bloody journey, eh? That was that was really good. I'm really happy about that. I'll send it to you on Google so you can listen to it whenever you want. Whenever you're working out in the gym. <laughs> I'm genuinely, I think he should release it as a full single. That was genuinely really funny. It's solid stuff. Whatever, you, t- you two should be the next Lonely Island. It's embarrassing that you're not. It's just proof I need to get a job, isn't it? That, that I, I spent the last <laughs> like month writing a Sandler musical song, <laughs> five minutes long. <laughs> From one piece of thing that we've created Art. ourselves rather than <laughs> rather than actually reviewing something proper. The next thing we're going to review is our pornographic writing talents yay <laughs> so a few weeks ago in our hotel transylvania uh, special we delved deep into the world of fan fiction particularly hotel transylvania related fan fiction and we found some very graphic and weird stories on there you found a fantastic one about like a frankenstein having loads of debts from all his gambling <laughs> yeah fighting a giant ant or something wasn't it <laughs> yeah, they they're very weird. You get a real insight into the mind of the people that write them. So this is going to be a really <laughs> telling moment. <laughs> that is true. Like I just said with the music thing, I think people if they don't want to hear this, which they probably won't, because I don't want to hear it. I don't <laughs> want to see to this. It's going to be so hard for me to edit it with a huge erection knocking my laptop off my uh, lap. <laughs> 
<laughs> all right yeah i think there needs to be some sort of warning i think maybe in the episode yeah. notes i might put a time stamp or something it, you know it, it's really bad i tried to make mine because i'm reading yours and i've not yeah. seen it you're reading mine and you've not seen it mm-hmm. i tried to write the filthiest fan fiction i could possibly write so yeah. i just want i used to be a teacher man <laughs> <laughs> really, really bad you're always saying that you used to be a teacher you used to be a teacher what am i now nothing <laughs> now you're a pervert <laughs> loves, loves monsters Living in his... i know i was just sat in my loft like all night and all day like writing this filthy filthy story um mm-hmm. who should go first i think you're a better I think writer than I, me. I think i'll read your one first so we can break up the uh amount of my stupid say, writing that we've put in an episode already yeah you're a better writer than i am your pictures are always like weird and mine are just filthy it's not true so, you you won only i won uh, the popular ranked. vote you're currently the, the top ranked pitcher on this podcast <laughs> but I like grandpa's balls. Whatever. <laughs> so yeah, I think that'll make sense. You go first, you read mine, and then right. I'll read yours. Cool. Okay. okay, well, without further ado, it is Grown Up, A Winter Vacation to Remember by Luke Thomas. Oh God, don't put my name to this. I need like a pen name. <laughs> by Luke William Thomas of Sheffield. <laughs> Lenny Fedder Mom. jumped awake. <laughs> Mom, Wait, don't listen to this bit. <laughs> don't listen to this. Mum, this is the explanation for that banging you've been hearing from going from Luke's <laughs> loft room. I don't live with my mum. I live with five other losers. Mum, this is why the basement smells so funny. <laughs> oh, God, that should have been the title of the story. <laughs> All right. Oh. Come on, we need to get through this. We've got two, we've got about 4,000 words worth of this. <laughs> Lenny Feather jumped awake, breathing heavily and deeply. Another nightmare. His brow was covered in sweat. His zany dreams of armed canine police slowly drifting into the recesses of his subconscious. I like that. He wasn't playing a Game Boy. He was in his bed in his mansion in California. Lenny rubbed his tired eyes and his aging brow and stared at the ceiling as his eyes adjusted to the darkness. It had been five years since the birth of his daughter, four years since his failed productions that ruined him. (laughs) A film about twin brother and sister played by the same actor. Three years since his wife last touched him. He stared up at the mahogany ceiling. He had always hated mahogany. It reminded him of the clinical waiting room he sat in where he had found out about Kurt's diagnosis. <laughs> Is that Chris Rock? Yeah. <laughs> but his wife insisted on the colour scheme. As usual, Lenny looked meekly to his right-hand side. His wife lay there beside him, silent and content. Once the love of his life, now nothing more than a husk of their love. A bleak reminder of his impotent dreams. A marriage strung together with dental fuss and failed dreams. <laughs> That's the name of Joe's latest album. <laughs> <laughs> he got out of bed and dragged his aging body to the ensuite bathroom. Was it always this difficult? Pains in places he had never known before. It had been a few summers since he was dunking balls on the court and his knees were finally paying the price. Lenny flicked the switch and a cold white light engulfed the room. He stared in the mirror. Black bags hung below his eyes like a noose, and his face hung in a permanent frown like a basset hound. It never used to be like this. It used to be all about jumping into reservoirs, <laughs> running from deer, fighting frat boys. <laughs> Those were the days, the days of the boys. All gone now. The memories, the boys, everything. All of them dead. Mm. <laughs> oh, <Spoilers. God. laughs> oh, Jesus. It's a very dark story. Lenny grabbed his limp penis in his sweaty <laughs> After thinking about his time with the boys. Oh, God, this guy. 
and squeeze tightly, constricting the blood that flowed through that dead member. <laughs> Maybe this time that sudden electricity would start again. Maybe this time he would feel like a man again. He ragged it to and fro, begging for an ounce of jism to be released from his lifeless pale cock. He needed that release, but alas, nothing, nothing could excite him for these last three years. He sighed and stared at the cruise tickets on the side table. Passports and tickets neatly piled together. A cruise around the globe over Christmas gives him time to work on his next project and perhaps reconnect with his wife once more. What a great setup. He climbed back into bed. I was thinking for my next piece, maybe a TV show about a 30-year-old teenager struggling with his SAT exam. <laughs> SAT exam. Something original like that. He trailed off. It was then he noticed his wife's serene state. Her body as limp as his cock. Her body no longer <laughs> rising from her breathing. Her body is dead as their love. Three months later. <laughs> oh <my laughs> this is exactly like the one you read. It's just full of death. <laughs> Lenny took a long drag on his cigarette and stared out to the sea. His wife was dead. His children hated him and his friends were long gone too. He stared at the laptop screen full of pitch ideas sent by aspiring writers and groaned. Grandpa's balls. What kind of shit is this? He muttered to himself <laughs> as he dragged it off his desktop into the recycling bin back in tim hmm i can see something in this <laughs> he started <laughs> writing notes when his laptop began to flicker on and off horseshit he yelled as he threw his laptop across the room it shattered against the wall and fell to the floor in a lump a single tear rolled down his cheek as he gulped a glass of whiskey and walked out to the deck to watch the sunset christmas eve had never been this lonely he missed his friends Throughout the day, the cruise had been completely empty and Lenny had walked around the ship, amused at the lack of atmosphere and the silence. But now the sun was setting. An assortment of strange guests had started to congregate on the deck, coming out of their rooms and howling at the moon as LMFAO loudly played on the speakers. He looked around the cloud of blobs and monsters, <laughs> suddenly overwhelmed by his own loneliness and isolation, and shuffled to the edge of the boat. He put another cigarette in his mouth and clicked his dying lighter fruitlessly. First time came a leathery Transylvanian voice from the shadows. Now, now I want you to do the voice. Oh man, I've been trying to do these voices lately and I just keep sounding really German when I do it. And I don't think that's quite right. <laughs> I'll give it a try though. Lenny turned, cigarette hanging from his dry lips. In the corner of the hull was a tall, pale man with slicked back black hair, prominent cheekbones and mesmerizing eyes. Against his taut body hung a bright Hawaiian shirt, contrasting his pale, sharp features. He pulled a lighter out of the pocket of his tight white shorts. He lit Lenny's cigarette effortlessly. It can get a bit much out here sometimes. But the same thing, well, my name is Dracula. What kind of monster are you? <laughs> See, is, it is it Bora? What kind of monster are you? <laughs> Lenny's heart beat fast. I'm no monster. I'm just a Hollywood producer. <laughs> That's definitely not Adam Sanders' voice either. He replied, ah, the worst monster of all. Do you like that? Yeah, that was a bit good. too deep. That was, that was sexy. Sexy, yeah. <laughs> Do you want to go somewhere more private? Do you want to go somewhere more <laughs> private? Dracula whispered. Lenny blushed and nodded his head. In a secluded part of the ship, a small pool bubbled with turquoise water. The sound of party rock anthem, a gentle hum in the background. The moonlight dazzled against the water, dancing like cows in the stars. Dracula took off his cape and a holiday attire, revealing a dad bod and a gigantic 15-inch cock that smacked against his skinny legs like a juicy papaya. Lenny's mouth hung open as he felt something stir inside him, a feeling he thought that was as dead as Marcus <laughs> after the internal bleeding incident all those years ago. <laughs> Fucking hell, this is so sexy. <laughs> Get in! The water's fine! Slurred Dracula. 
as he submerged his gorgeous body into the pool. Lenny began to meekly remove his clothes. First, his big basketball shirt and then his gigantic shorts that covered his once athletic body. He brushed his hand against his penis and felt a jolt of electricity that raced around his whole body and shot out the end of his bell end like a firework. A trickle of pre-cum leaked out of his member joylessly like a dried up waterfall and splashed onto the ship floor. He blushed, brushed the cum away with his foot and covered his now frobbing soft cock with his hand. I, I don't think I can do this. It's been so long and this just doesn't work the way it used to. Gesturing that was a good. <laughs> gesturing towards his dick with his eyes. <laughs> kind of like, right. <laughs> As you always do. You've really written him as yourself. You know the way that Abbasana usually does. <laughs> It's just me. Dracula looked up from the pool and looked at the sad broken penis in front of him. Oh, is that the problem? Well, I can fix that. Dracula lipped his dry agent's lips as his fangs extended from his pink gums. He grabbed the cock in his hand softly and plunged his vampiric teeth into the flocky willy with force. <laughs> Good use of willy. What are you doing? <laughs> Lenny screamed as a shot of pain ran through his whole body. The pain raced through his heart, just as it had the day in the trenches with Eric Lamansoff dying in his arms. <laughs> Oh my god, there's been another war. There's been a war. <laughs> the war on monsters. And kissing him gently on the cheek as he travelled into the great beyond. Oh, what he had lost. But what had he found? Suddenly, almost as soon as it had begun, the pain was over. Lenny looked down fearfully, worrying what the old Nosferatu had done to his manhood. To his shock and awe, he saw that his cock was as vibrant and energetic as it had been when he was young. Standing to attention like the troops descending on Channerman Square. <laughs> He looked deep into Dracula's glassy eyes. He thought how he had never seen something so beautiful, like two black beetles nestled in snowballs. Well, well, what did you do to me? I brought your cock back to life, of course. <laughs> That's what us Draculas can do. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> this is so weird. Why are we doing this? Um, <laughs> without missing a beat, Dracula spat in his hand and grabbed the newly rejuvenated penis and shook it vigorously. Dracula's hands were cold and smooth, and against the hot, throbbing penis, it was like lava pouring into snow. Lenny moaned and wailed in glee as Dracula's cold hands rubbed his penis in the moonlight, besides the pool on the monster cruise. Why is he on the monster cruise anyway? Is he a monster after the uh, war? Yeah, after the war, there's just no human cruisers anymore. The monsters won. <laughs> it sounds like a zombie to be fair with this dead cock of his. <laughs> <laughs> he's the walking dead essentially he rubbed it faster and faster dracula feeling the pulse that he had long lost in lenny's hard cock as it pulsated almost as soon as he started lenny shrieked and let out a fixed stream of ejaculate that splashed into the pool he panted and looked in the monster's eyes what was this feeling love dracula must have read his mind as this is the point he kissed him gently on the lips no it's a zing <laughs> Dracula turned around and presented a pair of tight naked buttocks, which glistened like the moon, as cold and white as Rob after his drug overdose, Lenny thought. <laughs> <laughs> no, now wasn't the time to reflect on his dead friends. He had an asshole to fill. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> If I don't make it to next year, can someone play this at my funeral, please? <laughs> Enlarged and hard once more, Lenny shoved his cock into the vampire's arsehole and screamed in ecstasy. Oh, Leonard, you've really grown up. 
ridiculous <laughs> screamed as he was rammed harder and harder. What a Christmas this was turning out to be. Lenny grabbed the vampire's hips and pulled him hard towards him, feeling a joy his wife could never bring him. Like, what's going on here? A soft voice murmured from the shadows. Dracula and Lenny turned around and looked for the origin of the voice. A young man in a purple cap stared at them, holding a net and a mop. Who are you, enchanting creature? Dracula murmured. <laughs> I'm Pip the pool boy on this cruise. And this is where I fuck. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this, is, this is what I imagine the new Spider-Man film is going to be like when all the other ones come into it. This My is name in- is Toby Maguire. This is where I fuck. <laughs> Pip then proceeded to remove all his clothes in one smooth motion, leaving only his purple cap. His abs tensed as the cold Christmas chill ran over his body. He was already erect and walked around the back of Lenny, shoving his penis into his awaiting arsehole. <laughs> the two men and the monster moaned loudly and deeply as they enjoyed the pleasures of their flesh. Room for any more? The three gentlemen looked up from their conga line of fun. An Israeli super spy, a stoner with dreadlocks, and a washed-up basketball player playing cartoon stood around the pool, naked as the day they were born, all hard and ready to fill some holes. Of course, the more the merrier! Dracula screamed in glee as he grabbed Davy's penis and put it in his mouth. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Lenny looked around and smiled as wide a smile as you can do when Zohan's penis is in your mouth. What a Christmas to remember, and how nice it felt to be once again around friends. The end. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Is that the whole list of the sexiest the sexiest soundless? <laughs> Jesus. I need to take a sit down, I think. Oh god. Wow. I'm sorry for that. doing that. <laughs> no, it's fine, it's fine. I I feel a bit better about mine now because mine's not um very rude to be honest. I thought I'd go for more of like a sort oh, of grown-up thing. God. Oh for uh, God's sake. I'm kid I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> that was excellent. I loved all the callbacks and you know we said that it was quite rewarding listening to the Norm McDonald thing having watched remote control. <laughs> Well, this one stepped that up a lot. (laughs) Very good stuff. All it needed was a bit of Whitey DeVore, I think. Oh, yeah. He should have come in at the end. What are you guys doing here? (laughs) Terrible hairy body. (laughs) No, this this needed to stay sexy and he would have brought the mood down for sure. God, I I don't like how good I am at writing homoerotica. (laughs) Heterosexual man. You just write what you know, don't you? (laughs) So they say. All those cruises you've been on. I think this is the perfect time for us to announce that you're actually going away on a cruise, aren't you, for a few months next year? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm going with my new boyfriend, Dracula. No, uh, well, if COVID such, if oh, yeah. COVID restrictions allow, that it might get cancelled. But yeah, I'm going to Costa Rica in January for three months. Mm-hmm. So we'll be these will be once every two weeks or they're one already a month one a week and it's killing us. So I think I think we're going to try and like spread them out over one every two weeks. I guess. Yeah, we spread them idea. like directors' firm buttocks. <laughs> what a horrible time to adapt. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're going off on your cruise, you know. You're obviously excited. You're writing all about your hopes uh, exactly. and dreams. I'm writing about exactly what I want. I want to find love out there with, with a vampire man. Your version of it is that you meet every character that you played in a student film. So the taking a stand wheelchair guy, the guy who took someone hostage and killed himself in that one. <laughs> Well, this is too niche. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no one's seen this. (laughs) What have you played in student films? You played a dead body, didn't you? No. You played the army man who does a drag of a cigarette and you've never smoked in your life. The other cigarette that's still totally full as well. (laughs) Oh my God. Right. Right. Uh, I I don't know how it's going to follow your one, but let's go. I don't know. You always surprise me. 
with the monstrous thing you've come up with. So this story is called Dracula and Friends in Me and Mrs. Claws, but Claws is spelled K-L-A-W-S. So it's a yeah. It's like a monster Santa, I'm assuming. Uh, no, it is literally just the name. <laughs> All right, okay, never mind. It's just spelled. I just spelled it wrong because it's. A you just spelled thing. it wrong. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> a shiver of excitement trickled down Dracula's pale white flesh. The thrills of the upcoming evening filled his ancient body with anticipation. He felt his old cock harden and thought to himself that it was an echo of the rigor mortis he experienced years ago when he died. Drac couldn't help but chuckle at the thought of passing away back in the 1500s. In a different life, he may never have fought the Kraken or danced to LMFAO's Sexy and I Know It with a gang of lovable freaks. Get down, boy! There will be... <laughs> Hang on. Get down, boy! There will be plenty of time for that later! He commanded his impending erection. His dick obliged just in time as Drac's grandson, Dennis, flew into the room, screeching with excitement about Christmas. Yes, yes, Denisovich. Very exciting. This is my 546th one, responded Drac. Ever the witty old bastard. Dennis didn't understand sarcasm yet. He was developing slower than expected. <laughs> <laughs> and his parents were going to get him checked out. But that is a story for another day. Grandpire, I'm so excited. First, we can watch your favourite film, Christmas with the Cranks. That's very good. Then we can dance, and I also think Bum is making your favourite food, potato and shriek soup. <laughs> Dennis chatted away. That's very good, The Christmas with the Cranks. That's just like that one we read, weren't they going on about, like, his Kingdom favourite Hearts. film is Twilight and Kingdom Hearts. And... <laughs> blah, blah, blah. No, Drac grimaced. Your father has found something much more fun for this evening, luckily. The day dragged on for Drac. He feigned excitement at each silly present he received. Dennis gave him a new pair of shoes that were a size too big and curled up at the end like the shoes a genie wears. Drac wore them just to see his favourite boy smile. Wayne gave him a dead bird he had brought in from the garden. Griffin gave him an empty box but said it was invisible jewellery. Frank gave him some lottery tickets from his gambling days. <laughs> <laughs> oh god is this canonically linked to the last one we read <laughs> i think it is yes yeah, a sequel thankfully the family festivities were coming to an end the drac pack were ready to leave the hotel and head to jonathan's surprise event whilst the wags took the kids to a spectacular monster pantomime i have to explain what a wag is <laughs> yeah wag is a wives and girlfriends of footballers <laughs> <right>? football players <laughs> or monsters oh god uh how much further is it Grown Griffin, the sexy invisible man. I know you can't see them, but my feet are covered in blisters. Jonathan tutted. It's it's not that much further. Chill your transparent beans, man. I promise it'll be worth it, dude. This is Drag's 546th Christmas. He might not get many more. Dracula was appalled and knew he had to deliver a solid comeback. Well, <laughs> that's rich coming from the father of a dog fucker. <laughs> Wayne let out a menacing bark at this reference to his innocent daughter. Frank had to hold him back because he was close to biting Drax's ear. Ha ha, very funny, old man, Jonathan laughed. Mavis told me you were a bit of a dirty dog yourself back in the Stone Age. Murray found that really funny and chimed in. I don't know what Murray's voice sounds like. I had to ban him from Egypt. The guy kept telling me to stick it in the Sphinx. 
the whole group burst into laughter and then did a dance number to an EDM remix of Born to be Wild. They abruptly stopped dancing when they reached a tall phallic building. Boys, hold on to your dingle berries. We have arrived. Johnny announced to his gang of oddballs, the Kraken's above water pleasure palace away. Dracula couldn't believe his eyes. The knob-shaped skyscraper was immense. He had heard of this place, where even the weirdest fantasy could come true. For as long as he could remember, he always had a crush on a particular festive female, and tonight was going to be the night he lived out his fantasy. He was going to have sex with Mrs. Claus. (laughs) Felt correctly this time. (laughs) Drac could barely contain himself. He tried not to think about her rosy red cheeks and the fact that she probably smelt like a freshly baked batch of gingerbread men. The old boy felt like he was floating, probably because he was, briefly. In reality, Dracula had tripped over his own erection. It seems implausible, but if you cast your mind back to early today, Drac was gifted some genie shoes and they made him quite unstable on his feet. The vampire landed face first in the snow. Unfortunately... Drax's friends didn't realise and they entered the building without him. Hey, open up! Dracula shrieked. I want to see Mrs. Claus! He rapped his bald fists on the wooden, heavy door, but no one answered. He could hear the buzzing pulse of LMFAO's party rock anthem and he just knew his cries were being drowned out by the sick beats. Sometimes the Drac pack can ignore the customs of vampire law, but not today. A vampire cannot enter a building without being invited in. He tried opening the door, but it burnt his shaking hands. Drac abandoned this idea. He wouldn't be able to squeeze Mrs. Claus's ass if his fingers were burnt to a crisp. After a gentle few minutes of lonely contemplation, Drac decided he would wait for his friends to finish. After all, it was Christmas. He wondered what was happening inside the building. Each of his friends would be living out a fantasy. He was more than intrigued. Well, I guess it wouldn't hurt to have... Just a little peek. The Oscar goes to himself. (laughs) As his little genie shoes touched off from the snowy ground. Dracula looked into the lowest window. It felt a bit wrong straight away. He was greeted by the naked body of his son-in-law, a lanky, pale figure, with a shock of bright red pubes above his genitals. Drac assumed there would be another person in the room but wasn't sure what the boy liked, other than Mavis, of course. He noticed that in the middle of the room was a larger version of Johnny's favourite backpack. Come to daddy, Johnny shouted, before hopping into the air and doing a double flip. In a rare feat of gymnastic prowess, he managed to land right inside the backpack. You just really get me, man, Johnny moaned, rocking back and forth inside his large back. That was weird. Drac thought. Moving up to the next room, Drac instantly knew it was Murray's chamber because there was an unholy amount of bandages around the room. He almost didn't recognise Murray without his clothes on. Murray looked just like that weird sausage man in the pepper army <laughs> Is that in America as well? Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. He's like a little, he looks like a little poo. He's, a He's little like a little sausage, sausage isn't, he? isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Everyone needs to Google the Pepperami advert. Yeah. Pause this now. Go on Google. Context. <laughs> just a bit of context for Pepperami. He was literally just a brown turd-like cylinder. What the hell is that thing? Drac thought to himself. But then the sausage started dancing and the vampire recognised his old friend. Murray was being fed grapes while his bandages were cleaned by some walking sphinx. Nothing too exciting. So Dracula moved along. 
Dracula almost went past a window because he didn't recognise the fellow he spotted. There was a large man on the cusp of baldness, but with a beard. You motherfucker. He He was speaking in a highly unusual accent. Also, he was on his knees in almost (laughs) an empty room. The strangers... (laughs) (laughs) You bastard. The stranger's mouth formed an O-shape and his head began rocking back and forth gently, then slowly getting faster. (laughs) This is Griffin's room, exclaimed Dracula. I didn't know he liked Yorkshire men. Dracula watched curiously as the man pulled his head back before his face was struck by white oozing liquid. Eh, open wide, Griffin yelled. Ha ha, that's what I call a white Christmas. The man looked ashamed of himself. <laughs> it, was, it was hard living in the north of England, apparently. Okay, close off and turn around, Griffin commanded. Is that a tattoo of a weasel? <laughs> well, <laughs> thank you for this. You're very welcome. <laughs> If any of my children are listening in the future, I'm so, I'm so sorry. They'll know all about how they were conceived. <laughs> this was exactly how you were conceived. Why they're half invisible. <laughs> Get it out of my beard. Oh, oh God. for God's sake. That was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Dracula decided to leave behind the sordid affair. He spotted Wayne playing fetch in his fantasy room. A kind man scratched Wayne behind his ear and called him a good boy before throwing the ball again. Dracula smiled as his canine friend bounded around the room but left just as Wayne started peeing in the corner. (laughs) As Drac floated around the building, he wondered how the rest of his family were getting on at their pantomime. He's inside you, the audience screamed. On stage, Blobby is looking everywhere for a cheeky Christmas elf, despite the audience telling him that he has actually engorged the little fellow within his green slimy body. The vampire was reaching the foreskin area of Kraken's above-water pleasure palace. He only had one friend left to spy on. The modern Prometheus himself. <laughs> oh, I did a little bit of uh, Shelley's writing into this. That's very good. <laughs> Strangely, it seemed that Frank's fancy was to be taken apart. His body parts were scattered around the room. Drax spotted one of Frank's feet being tickled by a feather. His crab claw hands were in a fish tank which reminded them of their past life. Frank's head was on a pillow, tucking into a Grand Big Mac. Drac was particularly surprised by this because the Grand Big Mac was a seasonal menu item in Transylvania that expired in the summer. (laughs) Oh, dear. The last thing that Drac saw really shocked him. Numerous times in the past, they had argued with each other. Drac had lost count of the times he had told Frank to go fuck himself, but he never thought he would actually see him do it. Two morticians stood over a table, one holding Frank's large, deformed, grey, erect penis, while the other was tightly grasping his pert buttocks. The penis holder gently pressed Frank's dick against his own dismembered ass. Frank's head stopped eating the Big Mac. Instead, the monster started to grit his teeth. The penis just started entering the anus as Drac covered the window with bright green vomit. There goes the potato shriek soup! (laughs) Good stuff. Fuck's sake. The vampire felt ready to fly home until his acute senses began to pick up the sweet smell of gingerbread. Oh, Val, I think we have ourselves the bride of Santa. He couldn't help himself. He was like a cartoon animal flying towards the scent of a pie coming on a window. So 
He began drifting right to the tip of the penis building. He spied a large pair of striped tights and some ruby red shoes. She was wearing a slightly German-style dress that made the large woman look like an elderly milkmaid. Drac was instantly drawn to those red cheeks. He wanted to spray his dusty sperm all around her little round glasses. Good Christ. My husband is away on business, she (laughs) whispered in a husky growl husky. Dracula slowly licked his lips. (laughs) <laughs> letting his tongue drag across the sharp fangs. Oh, Mrs. Claus, I have a little present for you, he announced in a shrill voice. Well, why don't you come give it to me, she said, inviting the vampire into her firelit chamber. Drax slowly drifted towards the window until he felt a vibration. The Tiesto monster anthem started blasting from his pocket. It was his brand new Sony phone that Erica had gifted him for Christmas. He took out the phone and saw a picture of his new wife and saw the caller ID, my zing, followed by a heart emoji. Two eggplant emojis and also that one with the drips of water, which I guess symbolizes cum. (laughs) He looked up at the motherly woman sprawled on a shag rug next to a roaring fire. She was removing her stocking slowly whilst also sucking on a candy cane. <laughs> I'm sorry to be on your naughty list, Mrs. Claus, but this is someone else's gift. He gestured at his cursed <laughs> cock. <laughs> the woman seemed upset for a moment, but then broke into a smile. That was when the booming sounds of footsteps began. Her glass of milk began to shake. The walls seemed to be quaking. Bang! The door was kicked down and stood in all his glory was Santa himself. You've passed the test, Drac. You're not on the naughty list at all. The vampire and Saint Nick hit it off immediately. Father Christmas took Dracula back to the hotel in his sleigh. They spent the rest of the evening drinking eggnog and swapping stories. Eventually, Drac got out some whiskey and the real party began. Oh, crumbs! <laughs> I've just noticed I forgot to deliver presents to Hawaii, and now I'm too drunk to get in my sleigh, Santa yelped. He had never messed up this badly. Don't worry, I'll get my daughter to do it, Drax said, patting Santa's head. <laughs> That's right, <laughs> this whole thing was a prequel to that mobile game, <laughs> Transmania. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god, so if anyone hasn't listened to our Hotel Transylvania special, we played some mobile games and one of them was Mavis delivering Santa's presents <laughs> in a car. It was, it was the worst really one, blind, wasn't it? That really blindsided me, I didn't expect that. <laughs> <laughs> one of the great twist oh, endings of the what century. A, what a Christmas miracle. <laughs> Oh my god, you've got issues, man. Yeah, At least mine was pretty much just graphic homoeroticism. Yours was like detailed scenarios. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know whose was worse. <laughs> Who's what? Whose fantasy? I think the one where he fucked the backpack was pretty bad, wasn't it? <laughs> I think the one where he fucked himself up his own arsehole was also a contender. Very, very good. I'm glad that you included me in, in it. I wish I'd included <laughs> you in mine, but I didn't. That bit of you was the first idea I had. That was the only one. (laughs) It was originally a lot worse, as you can probably imagine. How much worse? Well, it involved your sphincter opening up, so... (laughs) (laughs) How could you have cut that out? (laughs) 
fuck's sake. So last year we had people voting on which one they liked the best. I don't want anyone to listen to this. <laughs> me reading that and me writing the other one. Mm-hmm. I never want people to know that. No, it felt very bad. I, like, uh, I, I don't know how we're even looking at each other still after oh, that. God, I feel a bit, I feel a bit ashamed. Yeah, God. I'm just throbbing, throbbing erection as well. Good God. <laughs> If you want to tell us which one you thought was best, though, you can always shoot us an email, thesandlipit at gmail.com or slide into our DMs at thesandlipit on Instagram and Twitter. At the Vampire Hub. That's where you <laughs> Or if you just come into Sheffield, just come down a dark alley where you can hear the clicking of a typewriter. <laughs> <laughs> it's taken me out of me that reading that fan fiction. Good Christ. Have we got anything else to do on this episode? We're going to be opening up some Sandler gifts. And we're also going to be playing a Sandler dating game. Oh, yeah. (laughs) This year, like we did last year, we've bought each other some presents. However, as we record this, one of them is still... what? It's not in Shanghai anymore. I think the Russians have taken it. They heard that um, (laughs) one of their top podcasts were having a delivery across the the world, so they stopped it. So, yeah, so one of your gifts for me is... I think it's just stuck in Sheffield. Someone's got it, but... Yeah, refusing to deliver it. What a surprise. Uh, So either it'll arrive before this episode goes out and we can just seamlessly edit it in, Mm -hmm. or we can just do it a different day. It doesn't really matter. We'll have a a New Year's update a week later or something. (laughs) (laughs) It's happened before, hasn't it? It's the Hoobie Halloween t-shirt all over again. Yeah, it's like that, but a lot less good. (laughs) It's like a shitter (laughs) version of it. Pretty much sums up our podcast, I think. (laughs) So I got you two presents. You got me three, but one of them is linked to the other thing. Yeah. Okay. It sounds more complicated than it is. Yeah, so how about you open one of yours, I open mine. All right, okay. which one should I open first, the little one oh. or the massive one? Yeah, I think you should open the little one first. All right, so this arrived uh, a couple of days ago. I opened the door again to the postman, and we always put specific names so we know not to open them. And this one says Luke Griffin Finn. <laughs> no, it's better say fan. It definitely but, um... says Finn. <laughs> I'm just thinking, I bought that off Etsy. I'm thinking about the poor salesperson who is genuinely like, fan can't be his surname. It's got to be Finn. It's got to be Finn. <laughs> fan sounds like maybe like an Asian name or something. I don't know. Luke Griffin Fan <laughs> from Vietnam. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> All right, so it's a little brown envelope. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go in. I have no clue what this is. I said to you, it feels like a Kodak film role. So God knows. all right it's it's bubble wrapped up i don't feel sorry for the poor seller anymore is this a christmas tree bauble (laughs) (laughs) of dennis from (laughs) no one's favorite favorite character look at that (laughs) (laughs) well it's christmas On the tree, it's actually quite scary. Look at the face. Oh dear, (laughs) that's lovely. Look, I've got the tiniest tree in the world. Look, you see that? (laughs) I'm in a flat. I don't have much storage and stuff. So we've got like a two and a half foot tree, maybe. We we bought some baubles the other day that are too heavy for it because the tree's so small, so they have to sit underneath it. I think we've got about five baubles on it. Two of them are Muppets ones. And uh, <laughs> our sixth one's going to be a Denisovich one. Denisovich. <laughs> well, I, I actually really do it. like it. I hate it, but I do really like it. <laughs> I can't oh, wait to add it. 
Right, I'm going to open mine. This one feels like a DVD or a Blu-ray or a game or something. Maybe it's going to be a book. I don't know. Maybe. I'm going, I'm going in. This was to Luke Blart Thomas. <laughs> Double-barreled in the wedding. For some, <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> well... <laughs> Well, now, <laughs> a thing I will never watch. <laughs> You've got me a DVD copy, an open Blu-ray, <laughs> of Eight Crazy Nights. Very used. <laughs> yeah, it was used. Yeah, definitely. Let's have a look. This disc looks like it's never been taken out. Oh, well, that's good. Lovely. I'll watch that on Christmas Eve with my family. Well, I think you said in our last episode, you were like, I might watch it eight times in a row. So now you can. You can wear out well, that used DVD even more. <laughs> so it gets all like on a video where they used to get all fuzzy <laughs> I think I said to you I was trying to find a VHS of Coneheads but it was like £45 so I was like what's a better film in a better format I was like Eight Crazy Nights on DVD the peak of like physical media when are we going to revisit this I don't know you're going to revisit it in the run up to Christmas I suppose we've got a, what a week it's a fucking 12 like there's piss and shit and they're constantly swearing and, and stuff <laughs> yeah, but and it's doesn't, doesn't his parents set on fire Twelve. <laughs> yeah, they sit on fire. What a great well, film, though. Thank you. What a lovely Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just throw that out the window? <laughs> uh, do you want to open your, your massive one? Yeah, I've got this huge box that looks like it's been ravaged by a dog. <laughs> this is from Am- Amazon to um, Luke Pip Terry, which I think... Am- Amazon? It's in an Amazon box. <laughs> what the fuck? I got it on eBay. Some official Transformania merch <laughs> you're, you're not think, far off uh, everything i got you was from ebay they're all used covered in jizz <laughs> right this yeah this this box looks like it's been through the wars uh, <laughs> why is this a thing that exists <laughs> well i know that you like collectibles you like toys i do i love your shelf this. is looking a bit sparse <laughs> Again, this looks this looks beaten up as well. <laughs> it's <laughs> some McFarlane toys, little Nicky merchandise. <laughs> it's the the gatekeeper and uh, Gary the monster. I didn't realize that was his yeah. name. Hey. Do you want to see this up close? Yeah, I've never seen it in in the flesh. Fuck me. <laughs> I'm now the proud owner of a Kevin Nealon action figure. Yeah, that's what he's <laughs> always wanted. With his bra on his head. <laughs> Every he's... single little Nicky collectible toy was about 60 quid. And this is the only one that was 15. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I've always wanted. Every Christmas. Every Christmas I've gone down to the tree and Santa's disappointed me, but not this time. <laughs> For God's sake, it looks so old. It must be, right? It is. It's like 20 years old. Are you going to leave it in the box? The thing is, I'd feel bad opening it, but at the same time, look at how it's packaged. It's all like born.com. It's all like bent and fucked up. Look, there's all like, there's all rips in it and stuff. Shall I open it now? You're going to open it? Yeah, do it. Do you think yeah. the person you bought this off might be like devastated? I'm gonna this do is it. like Stinky Pete in Toy Story 2. These toys have never been opened. Never been do you opened. imagine me getting a little brush out and cleaning off the, <laughs> the little Nicky boob-headed man? <laughs> He's got a little stand and everything. A little hell rock for them to stand on. Oh, God. Oh, this that's is so funny. Put them, on, put them on the rock. They're tied in very tightly. So uh, leave so a you just... three-star review, I think, for them. Hold the toy up to the camera. One sec, one sec. There's a lot of packaging here. 
<laughs> is this good to listen to? Do you think? Me I don't think so. <laughs> a little Nicky also, Poo head, man. Ugh, they're, so, they're so like soggy feeling. They're soggy. <laughs> I can't explain it. You know when like it's that weird sort of rubbery. I shouldn't talk while I'm trying to do this. It's going to sound horrendous. It's like that weird like rubbery texture. You know, kind of flexible, oh. like what clothes are like for toys. Oh no! I thought they'd be hard and like rough. Oh god! Now, now start lovingly. Uh, brushing it. The mad thing is, I still haven't unlocked Gary the Monster's constraints. <laughs> That's the first time anyone's ever said that sentence. <laughs> you like a kid on Boxing Day. <laughs> You're having a right good time. I'm the sort of kid that prefers playing with a box, though. Oh, yeah. Are these poseable? Oh, yeah, they're poseable. Look at that. Hell yeah. <laughs> Gary the Monster. Karate chop action. <laughs> Oh, yeah! <laughs> I know that you don't have much time on your hands, but could you make a full stop-motion film with them? <laughs> you just say I don't have much time on my hands. Did you hear the Sandler song that I made earlier in this episode? <laughs> yeah, you're a, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> I will literally be able to create the whole of Eight Crazy Nights using these two. Gary is Whitey Duvall. <laughs> you look, like, overjoyed. <laughs> yeah, I actually am having a really good time. This has been my favourite episode. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you're having a nice time. Yeah, sick. And you got me a fucking DVD. Yeah, I got so you, you good merch. You can watch that film that you like, <laughs> that you always <laughs> say should be in the castle, and I can play with Gary the Monster on his little rock wall. <laughs> <laughs> All the kids on the playground will be so jealous of your toys. That's good, though, because I can re-gift those and give them to my mum. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas is sorted in the Terry household. It's what your mum's always wanted. <laughs> What's that Christmas story where, like, someone buys someone a comb, like, sells their, like, I don't know, fucking glasses yeah, to I know the way buy someone a comb? Yeah, that'll be you and your mum with these toys. <laughs> She's traded in her, her rock face for Gary the Monster to see her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that hurts to laugh. It does, doesn't oh, it? Oh, God. Right. Um, Let's be professional now. All right. Are you ready to open up your last gift? I am ready. All right. Go on, then. <laughs> What's that flash of light? <laughs> Hello, Luke Thomas. It is I, the ghost of Christmas yet to come. Oh, no. What What do you want? You've been really naughty this year. Oh, no. <laughs> the things you said about the Hotel Transylvania monsters was despicable. Go on. <laughs> Your last present's still in China, so you can't open it until next Christmas. <laughs> Are you done with this bit now? Are you done? Yeah, it was fun though, wasn't it? While it lasted. No, it was not. So you ordered me this gift from Shanghai yeah. a month ago. It's still not arrived in Sheffield. I'm moving out of this house soon. Oh, So fuck, maybe yeah. it might just get lost forever. I have one gift that you got me, but you've told me I'm not allowed to open it. Yeah, it's a two-parter. So like, right, I'll give it away. The other thing you haven't opened yet is a bag of rice. And it's coming from Shanghai. <laughs> it's Hubie Halloween branded rice. <laughs> It's not, it's not really. I know I, it's not. That isn't anything. I don't know why this present has to have come from China. It was on eBay. There was multiple versions of it on eBay, but you still can't open that first present because it'll make no sense. Well, it kind of will, but... It's really sad because it's getting wetter. The bottom of the bag is really cold and, and wet. And it's been like staring at me. Have you seen the film Castaway? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Wilson, isn't it? It's a sticky little Wilson in an envelope. <laughs> I was thinking more that he has a letter on the island that he refuses oh. to open to keep his sanity. But yeah, it's <laughs> Sticky Wilson. 
I was going to say that you could open it and try and guess what the other thing is, but it's not good enough. All right. So essentially this Christmas, you got me a used DVD and something that is now lost. And I got you a limited edition action figure and a fucking bauble for your tree. Yeah, my wife said that um, she said that before New Year's, we have to get rid of the little Nikki thing because she doesn't want it in our flat. (laughs) (laughs) Things disgusting. (laughs) So we're getting a divorce. (laughs) I was going to say. But no, I also handcrafted and put a lot of hard work into making you a song. You've never had a song written for you before, have you? I don't don't think so, no. It's the modern Um, day equivalent of when a bard writes a song about someone. I wrote about Adam Sandler, but I gave it to you. It's like yeah, a- I was going to say, it's not about me. I'm not even mentioned in it. <laughs> it's for you. Fine. What a cop-out gift. Next yeah, year, that you're, is getting a cop-out. No- you're getting nothing <laughs> there. I'll still be playing with uh, my Kevin Nealon figure by that point, I think. <laughs> We're going to be the first ever podcast that has like downloadable content. It's an expansion pack that will be coming in the new year at some point, probably, hopefully. Can't we just put it in another gift. episode? <laughs> What's wrong no, it's with a standalone you? episode. You have to draw... <laughs> Two pictures for it. It'll get its own cover, its own trailer. Hopefully we'll be able to put it into our New Year's episode, but it's always good for us to have an ongoing story, isn't it? It's Hubie Halloween t-shirt gate all over again. Yeah, it's really good. I can't wait to get it sent over in fucking April. Didn't you say that you've had notifications of where it is and it's been in Sheffield for eight days? Yeah, so one of my friends told me this app called Shopify, I think it is, and you can like track stuff on it. I ordered this the 29th of November. We're recording now a day before our Christmas episode goes out, which is the, what, 22nd, something like that. It's the 21st today. So I ordered this over a month ago. It arrived in Sheffield on the 9th of December. (laughs) (laughs) Where is it? In the processing centre, it says. 12 days in the processing centre. Yeah, you know what's pissing me off is I bet I have to pick it up from customs and pay like 20 quid for it. I know I will. It will be worth it, man. Think of the content. If I have to pay for it, you're fucking paying. (laughs) I will be fucking fuming. It'll make up for all the films that I keep renting. (laughs) Fuck off. (laughs) You can pay for that, mate. It's your Christmas present. It's not mine anymore. (laughs) Merry Christmas. So uh, enjoy that. Merry Christmas. Enjoy your DVD that you got. <laughs> you got a DVD <sighs> player to watch it on? No. Oh, no, I have a PlayStation. I can just bung it in there. Next next Hanukkah. <laughs> We're way past it. <laughs> well, on to the next segment. Well, that was a lovely uh, present opening session. Uh, yeah, thank you for that. Do you want to uh, play a little game? Oh, I'd love to. So you found something, the Adam Sandler dating simulator. Mm -hmm. where did you find it i can't tell you where i found it (laughs) it's incriminating (laughs) no i'm kidding i saw a meme just going around like i find it funny before we did this podcast i never really thought about how famous adam sandler is but he's like one of the biggest out there and like in the last two years i swear there hasn't been a day where an adam sandler meme isn't like slightly popular like recently it was the pickle thing because people didn't realize it was from the cobbler the thing with him in ihop the things with him like playing basketball and stuff and this one was another meme that i saw on just twitter i think and it's just an adam sandler dating simulator and i saw a picture of him in a japanese high school and it said hey are you a student here too and it was just a picture of adam sandler in a suit looking like a 45 year old man (laughs) so i had to explore whatever that was you couldn't download it on your laptop because you have an Apple computer. So unfortunately for all our listeners who want to play this game along with us, if you're an Apple boy or girl, you you can't play along. Someone smarter than me could probably make it work, but... It took a long time to download. There's about 1,300 items inside it. 
all like different pictures from the game and stuff. I had to compress them all to play it. I've only just got it working. I've never played it. Should I share my screen? Yeah. And I guess we're going to have to kind of narrate this because it's a, a visual game. It's, it's a visual, yeah. Okay, right. So I'm screen sharing. This explains what's happening, I think. This is all the bits that were in the uh, the game. And here wow. is the game itself. So you can see it's got like a little anime icon. Anime. Anime. <laughs> I can't speak. Will Yao survive this bad romance with Adam Snadler? <laughs> it's, it's all spelt wrong. It's in Comic Sans on a horrible pink background. They've cut Adam Sandler out, but they've used like the lasso tool on Photoshop and haven't done it properly. <laughs> this looks fucking brilliant. Can you find all the end? <laughs> <Is that> what... <laughs> so uh, do you want to start game? Yeah, let's start. Our okay. goal is to seduce Rob Schneider, right? Yeah. Me. Wow. It's my first day at this school. How the fuck? What do I do? Does that say Exeter High? Exeter High. Um, Come on. Next. What? Our young hero didn't know what their day at this school would be like. Will they find love? That's a good question. Adam. (laughs) Hey, it's me, Adam. Adam Sandler. Nice to meet you. You look really hot. (laughs) Ha (laughs) ha. Sounds just like it. Yeah, they've captured his spirit perfectly. Why is he in a school? I don't like this. <laughs> He's a student, isn't he? Ah, of course. Who could this sexy stranger be? Oh, yeah, he just said his name is Adam Sandler. True. Good stuff. Do you want to play Adam Sandler and I play uh, me? Yeah, sure. Um, Hi, Adam. My name is Original Character Do Not Steal. Nice to meet you. You look hot yourself, haha. Oh, it's going well. <laughs> Kiss Adamly suddenly, for you have felt the sting of love, or swallow your stings and act like a normal person. Which one are you going to do? Mm, I think we should play the long game. I think we should swallow our stings. Okay, we're swallowing our stings. You think that went pretty well, considering your last three introductions involved you having a breakdown and crying. <laughs> the fuck is that? Right, go on. OMG, that's a really cool name, smiley face. <laughs> <laughs> God, I'm so hard. (laughs) (laughs) So far, it's just Uh, been one background. Considering you said it was a thousand different things. It's just Adam Sandler in this bad cutout. He's got no arms. Uh, yeah, my parents wanted to be dot 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 original. You can just call me OG though. Okay, OG, haha. You can just call me A-Man XD. (laughs) A-Man. Of all the Adam Sandler nicknames, I've never heard A-Man. Yeah, it's Sandman famously. Fucking A-Man, that takes as long to say as Adam. Yeah, it's the same amount of letters. Ha, maybe just Adam. (laughs) Oh, well. Our character is on the same side as us. Yeah, quite a well-written character. Oh, no, your name's changed to (laughs) A-Man. His his character name's changed to A-Man. Ha-ha, yeah, it was a joke. Adam's good. (laughs) So he is going by Adam. Why did you go by Adam, but they've named him A-Man now. Hey, Adam, you're pretty funny, aren't you? Thanks, (laughs) He's gone back to Adam. (laughs) Thanks, OG. Hey, what do you say? Want to go shoplift some shit? (laughs) (laughs) It's just like him. It's like King of Queens. (laughs) This is excellent. Yes, I love shoplifting. No, that's illegal, Adam. What are we doing? What do you think? Do you think it's a test or do you think that he just wants to go and shoplift? I don't know. We've seen him shoplift before, haven't we? Yeah, I want to get on his good side. And if I say, yes, I love shoplifting, we can just pretend that it was a joke. If he, yeah, that's if true, he, uh... yeah. Okay, yes, yeah, I love we... shoplifting. Cut <laughs> <laughs> to him in a huge white polo shirt with the American flag on it, of course. 
smiling. Is this at the mall? But it's just an air hanger. <laughs> yeah, it's an air hanger. And we finally seen my character, who is an amorphous blob. It says Blue OG. Man. It's it's a OG on him. And he's carrying magic instant more hair pills for bald. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, that's what I need. <laughs> oh my God, why, why do they know you so well? Uh, Adam says, yeehaw, baby. <laughs> He's a cowboy as well, apparently. I didn't expect such a hard cut to them shoplifting an air hanger. Yeah, you've stolen these air pills. This is fun. With two ends. <laughs> oh my God. Who's that? Who's playing bald gangster man with sunglasses? Uh, that's what they call me at school. <laughs> His glasses say, fuck my hair product. <laughs> yeah, and it's a really zoomed in picture of, of someone, I don't know who, and he's saying, <laughs> Oh no, what's gonna I happen? I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> Adam Sanders got his hands up and he's saying, Oh boy. <laughs> I'm really invested in this. Oh, why did they choose an air hanger? It could have been anywhere other than that. So we're back to the bald gangster man with sunglass. Hey Adam, it's time to fucking die. What are you going to do? Shoot me? <laughs> oh, oh no. motherfucker. <laughs> There's a gun now to Adam Sandler's head. A huge gun to Sandler's head. We've really taken it down a dark path. Yeah, I hope this isn't game over. <gasps> Bye-bye, motherfucker. <laughs> There's an explosion. A green-tinged explosion. He's killed him. Oh, no. Adam was <gasps> tarnation dead. We killed him. Oh, fuck. We're going to need to start this over. Adam? Adam! Shouldn't have tried to steal the bald guy's hair magic growing pills. Shouldn't have known that. <coughs> you shed a tear and sob in the cold, hard ground. Bad end. You have reached the bad end. Other endings, boring end, good end one, good end two, secret end. Right, we're um, going to need to go again. Yeah, we're going back. Back, 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 back. No, that's illegal, Adam. Yeah. Oh, that's so okay. Gonna... OG, let's go to clash. So we're in class now. No one's there. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, OG, would you want to meet a good friend of mine? Oh, no. Now we've got to make another decision. Oh, yeah. So let's meet a friend. It's going to we be want... Schneider, isn't it? Surely. I don't know with this. It'll probably at least be some Lockhart. bald man with sunglass. <laughs> Another bald man with sunglass. They're not friends. He killed him just now. <laughs> In this alternate reality, they're friends. Okay, yeah, why not? There he comes. Come here, pal. God, I'm so excited. This is going to be fucking horrible, I think. A mysterious stranger approaches. Should we start a Twitch channel? Oh, <laughs> oh my god, it's Shrek! Shrek! <laughs> this game is royalty-free, and this was the only royalty-free pick of me you could find on Google. <laughs> That's horrible. This is so meta. So, okay. bye. Nice meeting you, though, OG. <laughs> Shrek. This is rubbish. The mysterious stranger was charming, but he is gone now. <laughs> he well, was, that was charming. That was a nice one. Yeah. Other side. A fun guy. Haha. <laughs> <laughs> hey Austin, we got a party tonight. You coming? <laughs> it's Adam Sandler on the phone. Who's Austin? Who's Fred? Ah, uh, whatever. Oh no, it's Austin <laughs> Powers. Yeah, baby. Yeah. <laughs> this is unlistenable to. I'm so sorry to anyone listening to this. Does, does Mike Myers know that he's two, got two characters in this game? He's in it more than Adam Sandler. This is more of a Mike he Myers is. stimulator. <laughs> Adam, nice. Hey, OG, party tonight at my place? You coming? Oh, right. So we've got two options. Hell yeah, I love parties. Or no, I have social anxiety and I don't really like parties. Sorry. 
which one we're going for. Well, I don't think you can date Adam Sandler and not like to party. Have you seen the Grown Ups films? That's true. Hell yeah, I love parties. Ooh, Austin Powers is back holding a load of cigarettes. Um, well, I can't do Austin Powers' voice. <laughs> well, well, this party is looking good, just as lads and lads. Well, they've really kept the British spirit, lads. <laughs> lads and lads. <laughs> yeah. <Smiley laughs> face. It's pretty chill, yeah. This party does look quite good. Oh no, budget cut Austin Powers. Ha ha, how about we take some drinks? That was good. That was a lot better than mine. It's and so what's close he wearing? to my actual accent, isn't it? He's wearing sunglasses with static on them, but one of them, one of the lenses is far bigger than the other. It's and a they're a very clean that they've room. done a they've changed it with paint. Fuck yes. There's only one oh, option. One option. Okay, here we go. Some nice Finlandish beer. Bear? A Finlandish what? bear? Nice. Is a bear going to come in? Oh, my God. What the <laughs> fuck is this? There's some beer called Kahu 3. Taito Olutu. Panty pant. 4.6%. Lovely. Uh, it it looks, looks beautiful. It does look beautiful. You're having a stroke. <laughs> so the beer's made like a sort of kaleidoscope effect on Austin Powell's cigarettes. Just that one bear beer. And it's like, woo. Ooh. So my character is now been fractured into a thousand pieces. Yeah, it looks like something from Doctor Strange. Yeah. <laughs> In an Airbnb, though. <laughs> oh. You have reached the true ending. The ending people have only dreamed of. The ending that is the hardest to reach. The ending God intended. You have gotten to the true ending. That was fucking shit. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? Do you know what the maddest thing is? Is that this doesn't have the picture of um, Adam Sandler that I mentioned. So I've, I've gone back. I've kissed him. Yeah, There's now a picture of two naked children, cherubs, one that says Adam next to it, the other that says you, and they've creepily crossed out the eyes and genitals of the babies. Including I the belly this. buttons. It looks like Nick Swanson in that thing you came up with. <laughs> Daddy's little <laughs> angel, yeah. Yeah. You're you immediately fall in love. Lovely. Shortcut on behalf of the author. You have reached the good end too. This is the shittiest ending, not going to lie. I mean... <sighs> None of them have been stunning to be. Why is there a load game option? I don't, I don't know. Like, someone's taken that long and we're just trying to... No, that's illegal, Adam. Right. Bam, bam, bam. So now uh, uh, we have to... Nah, I'm good. Not meet his friend. Nice day out there. <laughs> Adam smiles at you charmingly. Suddenly you want to confess something. Hey, Adam, it's been fun with you and I really like you. Oh, gee. I like you too. Would you go out with me? <laughs> yeah, so we've got, yes, I love you, Adam, or no. Remember, we can just go back. Go and be, yes, I love you, Adam. <laughs> yes, I love you. <laughs> Score! <laughs> and now we've got two pictures of some rodents kissing. Original character do not steal, and Adam Sandler started dating and lived happily forever after. You've reached good end one, and the game has ended. Right, we're going back. So all we need now is secret end, is that right? Yeah, we're getting secret end. This is like Bandersnatch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm going to say, no, I don't love him. Oh, oh. that sucks. Fuck me, his like, eyes are all glassed over like he's crying. This is horrible. Yeah, it's because we've told him we don't love him. Haha, <laughs> yeah, you really messed up. You and Adam never spoke again. You have reached the boring end. The game has ended. Right, we need to find this fucking secret end. Yeah, what do we have to I do? Think... Like, click on something in the background? I don't... Okay, right, hang on. I need to go through it very fast. Bam, 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 bam. Normal person. Bam, 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 bam. No, that's illegal, Adam. We're at school. I need to meet the friend. Yeah, why not? 
Oh, we need to meet the friend, but not go to the party this time, don't we? Yes, exactly. Go Shrek, he was charming. So yeah, now I need to tell them that I have anxiety. You suddenly wake up in a strange place. What? The How mall? did you get here? Yeah, we're in the mall. That's an air hanger. The author was lazy. Hey, hey, now guys, don't fight. Adam, what is this even about? Who is that guy? Oh, uh, he's uh someone I used to know. We have some beef. Who the fuck could this be? Adam's fine. Oh, oh no! no! No, he's back! Oh, fuck. It's, it's the classic villain, the Thanos of this game, the bald gangster man with sunglass. Beef, you fucker stole my hair. <laughs> Look, please, bro, don't. Time to say goodbye. Oh, God, he's got oh, a gun fuck, again. He's getting killed again. This is. Sacrifice yourself. <laughs> yes. No! You throw yourself out to catch the bullet. You have died. You have found. The secret, the secret end. end. Well, yes. There you go, Luke. Well, the first a... game you've ever completed. <laughs> now was... that's my PlayStation. <laughs> I think you downloaded the wrong one. I don't think that was the dating simulator I was after. I heard there was one with Rob Schneider and Dave Spade in it and stuff. Well, you sent me this. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> don't blame me. Right, I'm stopping sharing. That was a fucking waste of time. <laughs> it was, it was <laughs> I did not funny. like that. Um very good stuff i think it was it was a mess but like that made me feel a lot better about our fan fictions that we wrote yeah a bit more impressive than that more detailed yeah i don't want to be horrible because everyone's like doing things just to have fun but that was fucking shit yeah it was essentially (laughs) a powerpoint wasn't it (laughs) what are we doing next week next week we are going to be actually filming our fan fictions So if you want to see Luke Thomas miming, giving an invisible man a blowjob, you know where to tune in. Um, that New Year treat. No, actually, it's a day of celebration, isn't it? The day before the day before New Year's Eve. So to mark that really incredible day, we're releasing an episode celebrating Adam Sandler's legacy on Saturday Night Live. I think we're going to watch one of his like best of collections. Mm. I don't know which one. I don't know what it's called. But it's the best of him on Saturday Night Live, I suppose. And probably we might even look at some like extra uh, sketches and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's the Saturday Night Live think... episode, the one everyone's been waiting for. Yeah, everyone's been dying for this one. <laughs> All our two fans. Yeah, I think we should look up like classic sketches and skits and things like that, see if it still holds up. Yeah. What's your opinion of this now? I like some things that have come from it, but anytime I see it nowadays when someone's like, oh yeah, this this new sketch was legendary, I watch it, I'm like, that is so stilted. I'm funny, usually not very good for the most part. Like, I quite like a lot of the people that are on it or were on it, but... The things I see nowadays, I'm not so keen on, but I liked some of the Will Ferrell ones, like, you know, the, the classic, like, Cowbell one. Lonely Island, obviously, a lot of their stuff started on there. In recent years, I can't say that there's been many that I've been that impressed by. I've, I saw a few recently that were Pete Davidson. Yeah. They were just kind of like a poor man's version of Lonely Island. They're like him doing songs about, like, Squid Game and stuff, but they're just not as good as what Andy Samberg and those guys used to do. Yeah. Doesn't feel very original. I quite like SNL. I think it depends what sketch you kind of find. Like, I've never watched a full episode because we're English. I don't think it gets broadcast here anywhere, does it? I'm not too sure, but I, I've never seen it on any of our channels, but you probably could find it on some streaming somewhere. It's like a live show. What time does it go out on air in the US? Half 11. Half 11 at night? Yeah. What? Really? Yeah. When I went to New York, we went past Rockefeller Center and we saw that they were filming it that evening. It's Yeah, it's at like half 11 at night. Do Americans never sleep? Like, what are they doing? Why is it not at 9pm or something? Just have to watch watch some mediocre comedy. (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm fairly certain that's the time it goes. Let me have a look. Saturday Kitchen Live. <laughs> <laughs> i wish that's what we were talking about next week yeah half 11 et eastern time wow what's uh 11 30 p.m eastern time it's 8 30 greenwich it's 8 30 and pt it's that's why i guess so that people on the other side of the country can watch it at the same kind of time it couldn't be any earlier could oh it? i see okay for us it would be 4 30 in the morning Except probably during summer when we're in BST, <laughs> um, where it'd be like an hour, what, behind? Half five, I don't know. Spring forward, four months. Yeah, spring forward, it'd be, yeah, half five in the morning. So, yeah, I've never watched it live. Um, <laughs> And I've never even watched a full episode. I've just watched the odd sketches on YouTube. And I do like them, but mm. I bet as like a full episode, they can be a bit painful sometimes. So if you want to get in touch with us, you can email us thesandlapit at gmail.com and you can send us your fan fiction. We will not read it out on air. <laughs> I refuse. Unless it's really good. I doubt it will be. It'll definitely not be better than Luke Terry. So don't even try. <laughs> I'm always writing fan fictions. That's the problem. <laughs> I can give people uh, advice, maybe. Yeah, if you need advice about anything, maybe relationship problems, or I've got a masterclass. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to be launching your own podcast soon, where you like solve people's problems. No thanks. That'd be lovely. How to fanfic with Luke Terry. <laughs> <laughs> You can also check out our social media. We're on Instagram and Twitter at The Sandlipit. And we're also on Facebook where we're posting a lot of fan art of a dick slipping into Dracula's <laughs> ass, <laughs> Or Frankenstein fucking himself. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to Joe Tyrone for not only for the theme song that we have all the year round, and our Christmas theme song, which will be in this episode, but also for that wonderful, wonderful piece of music that he and you created mostly the him. Adam Sandler musical. Most don't, of don't, it, most of it is don't, Joe. Don't do yourself dirty here. I heard your voice. I heard your singing in that song. Like wow. you did, you contributed. I wrote the lyrics. The weird part of it, I wrote. But Joe actually, like, it's pretty impressive. To be fair, he just picks it up really quickly. It's like I don't know. Yeah. It's pretty magical. I genuinely like it. I think he should release it as a single. I think that you should go into doing that. Well, you won't be as good as Lonely Island. You'd be well, more we're of a Pete Davidson we're... type. <laughs> I'm, I'm a poor version of Pete Davidson, who's a poor version of the Tony <laughs> Island. It's all just a terrible trickle down. Yeah. No, we we are going to go on tour with that one song. Actually, we're going to play it in shopping <laughs> centres. We're doing Meadow Hall next week. Come down. <laughs> but yeah, um, a big thank you to Luke Thomas for his artwork. Cannot wait to see the drawing you do oh. of I don't know oh, into what? the into the Sandlerverse where they're all just fucking each other on a cruise. <laughs> The human centipede, the human sandlipede, oh, whatever it was. I can't draw any of these. They'll delete us off Instagram. And thank you very much to Luke Terry for all his editing of these episodes. Fucking hell, are you going to attempt the duck thing this week on any swears and rude words? Or are you just going to leave it as is? Leave it as is. We haven't said the C word at all yet, have we? What, cunt? No, cunt. Cosby. <laughs> so thank you everyone for listening i hope everyone has a lovely christmas or hanukkah or kwanzaa or whatever holiday that you're spending i hope you're spending it with your family or your friends or alone like me <laughs> <laughs> writing fan fiction on your cruise it's the, it's it's the early hours of christmas morning <laughs> i hope santa comes and delivers a big load into all your stockings <laughs> <laughs> with mavis in, in the sleigh with <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so come back next week when we're going to do our New Year SNL special countdown special because we're going to count down to New Year in here again <laughs> like we did last year. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> On like a Tuesday in the middle of December, probably. <laughs> <laughs> 
And until next week, it's been a very seasonal Sandler buy from me and a very seasonal Sandler buy from him. Mrs. Claus, I have a present for you. Yo, guess who? It's Vanilla Ice. Sounds my voice, so I turned up price. Word to your mother, your brother and your lover. Do you like raps? Well, here's another. Chilling with the boys is always fun. I had a better childhood than my son. I got the rhymes that you need. Joke's on you, wise guy. I can't.